You can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Episode 58 of the one and only spectacular on top Menovation. Today, we have a follow-up to, oh, we're still coming in hot. <laughs> Not crotch burning hot, just like. A good warm today. Weather's changing. It's like Leaves a are fall falling. Fireplace kind of warm. <laughs> oh yeah, fall fireplace oh, good. Go. Yeah. Snow <laughs> start to fall. Baby is cold outside. Just kidding. Sexist. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the <laughs> dumbest <laughs> thing that they redid <laughs> that song. <laughs> we won't go off on that tangent. Okay. <laughs> today though, we can have a follow-up to episode. Uh, 31 and 32 that we did with our boy Elijah. You can go back and listen to those episodes if you want called Raise Them Up, part one and two. We actually have his dad on, uh, a gentleman by the name of Eric. And he has not only an incredible story himself, but he's got so much wisdom around just raising kids. He's got three boys. Elijah is 20. Yep. 20. 20. 20. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been married 20 plus years. I don't know exactly how long you've been married. 20. 20. Actually, okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 21 and 21, yeah. Uh, but just so many, so many things along the journey, so many things he's learned. So he's going to come on. Uh, he's going to share a little bit of his powerful story. Uh, and But we're going to need to follow up on that piece later because we want to stay focused. We want to do that follow up because we've been trying to do this for a while. Uh, it is entirely my fault because I didn't ask him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he's gonna he's gonna do he's just gonna say how how they got Elijah. So if you're again if you're wondering, listen to episode thirty one thirty two. The birds and the bees. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, really? <laughs> that detail, huh? You need to explain that to our audience. <laughs> uh, but go back and listen to the episode for more context. Uh, just the wisdom that young man shares. Uh, so much good stuff. But anyways, so if you got kids, if you want good kids. Listen mm -hmm. up. Yep. If you want, grab a tissue, grab some popcorn. He's got a powerful store. Grab a coffee. Turn on your fake fireplace. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, my man Eric. So uh, give us just a real fast. Where are you from? Where are you from? Mexico. Oh, oh Mexico. Sorry. <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So Eric is from Mexico. Um, when did you get here? Um, it was December of 93. 93, When okay. I moved to the Three. States. Yep. And then, did you and your wife meet before or after you got here? After. Oh, after. After, yeah. Okay. I, I came here, I was um, middle school. So, obviously, I met him. I met sure. her when I moved to Salt Lake City back in 2000. Okay. 2001, yeah. When did, where did you originally move to? Uh, well, when I moved to the States, I moved to San Diego. Oh, from did, from huh? San Diego, uh, Chula Vista, actually. And then oh, from wow. Chula Vista, um, well, I had family in Chula Vista. And then uh, from there, my brother was living in Smithfield, Utah, uh, Cache County. A uh, small city was driving yeah. me crazy because I'm, yeah, I'm super small. I came from a big city in Mexico. And I, then I moved to a ranch in the middle of nowhere and I was going crazy. <laughs> but that's where, that, I mean, there was a purpose. There was um, a reason why I needed to be there. And so that's that's where I moved. Um, I, I finished junior high, um, high school 
in, in Logan. First year of college, I did it also in, in Utah State. And then I moved to Salt Lake City. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Give us a, because I think that, I think your initial kind of story when you were young has a lot of context in it and it kind of paves the way for mm-hmm. maybe people that didn't come from a perfect scenario, perfect mm-hmm. background, parents, whatever. Um, so give us a, yeah, talk about that a little bit. Talk about how you grew up in Mexico. Uh, talk about family life. Talk about that whole dynamic for a minute uh, to kind of give some context to maybe what shaped your values or shaped your outlook going into being a husband and father. Yeah. Um, I um, I'm going to be very open and I'm going to share with we you guys that. something that I, have, mm-hmm. that I have never shared Whew. with anybody. Look at that. Exclusive. Um, <laughs> and... Um, even with my kids, I, there was a time where I couldn't even share this with them. Wow. But I, I come from a broken family. Um, as mm-hmm. you guys know, I mean, my, my parents got divorced when I was a little kid. I was four years old or so. My, um, and I, I even shared this once um, at church. I said, my, my, my dad, um, I had both of my parents, um, but uh, I grew up as an orphan because none of my parents were around. My mother moved to the States um, when she got divorced. My dad um, moved to a different state. I, I was born close to Mexico City, and, she, and he moved to uh, a religious center to for a rehab. Uh, it was kind of a... Um, there was a point where he became an alcoholic uh, mm-hmm. because of the breakup. One of the reasons why it was so hard for him was because my mom left with his younger brother. I moved mm. to America. Wow. So wow. that's where the scarring mm. in me started happening. Um, uh, it, it was, anyway, and, and I understand my dad and why he went through what he went. Um, at that time, um, I used to think that my dad was a coward. Um, and I'll, I'll explain more about that um, later on. But um, when they got divorced, the we ended up when I say we me and my older brother, uh, we ended up uh, with none living with nuns uh, close to our house. There was there were there was a convent and they left us with nuns and that's where I learned how to eat. I share my my story. I learned how to eat crickets. Uh, right? Um, they didn't have much money, but they they started teaching me about God and 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 other things. Um, and it was nice. It was good. That part of my story was it was it was awesome. A um, few months later, my grandma comes and actually takes us from from uh, that place and take us home. Um, my grandma to me was like my mother, uh, my grandma and my aunt who actually took care of me. And so, unfortunately, she passes away. Um, not to or sure after she she actually grabbed us from from the 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 place where we were with living with the nuns the convent and um at that point uh all broke loose i mean uh i had to mature at that young age i was about like i said i was about six years old and uh uh i had a taste of what life was like uh when you didn't have when you don't have parents so i was six years old where i started working in markets because i was too junk to get a job so but um when you're hungry you have to figure out things to do right mm-hmm. so and i said i was hungry um 
I was hungry. I mean, it's not it's not a metaphor. It's sure. it's 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 um, when my grandma disappeared out of my life. Um, I started working cleaning buses, right? I mean, well, I, the, my my main job was actually going to the the main market in the city where I was, and uh, it was an outdoor market. And I will I will look for the older people, the elder people, and ask. Do you mind if I carry your bags? Can I help you with your bags? And you tip me whatever you find me some food. Mm. But when it was raining, I, I couldn't work. Right, so uh, I find out that I could go to the, the 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 buses, the city buses, and and well, there's no such thing as city buses, but kind of city bus. Sure. Um, and I will um, go and ask the the drivers, uh, can I clean, sweep, and and just clean your bus? And you again, you give me a tip, whatever, um, and. Um, Again, those were those those were ways that I could uh, provide for me. And, and are uh, you living on the street at this point? Uh, at that point, um, I have no home. Um, mm. uh, I would, uh, yeah, I would I would be living where I could. Yeah, um, and uh, it was me and my my older brother. And, and I'm thankful that um, I didn't go through through all of this alone. I was with my brother, but. Uh, um, at this point in my life, I have so much resentment in me. I have so much hate. I hated my mother. I, I, sure. I anytime I somebody asks me about my mother, I'm, I used to say she's that, she's wow. that, mm. she was that wow. to me. And and and, uh, uh, and at this point, there was a fight that uh, that I started to have with God. Um, it was a fight where um, I used to tell God uh, in my prayers as a kid. Um, I had to tell them I didn't ask you to be born. Uh, uh, why are you? Wh why am I your puppet? Why do you choose me? You can have. You could have whoever you want. Why? Why do you choose me? Um, Man. And this was me being a kid, right? And I, I remember that through all of this, I never stopped going to school. I, I, because to me, school, I, I wanted something different for for my life, but also school meant you can eat in Mexico. They don't give you food when you go to school, right? You don't have a, a, a like a free meal that mm -hmm. you get depending on your, your, uh, your, the finances in yeah, your yeah. home. Right. So there's none of that, but, but, um, having friends meant they have families, they have parents. I can hang out with them and, and they probably will feed me. So what, what that related to me <laughs> is right. like go to school because you can probably get a meal out of any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I became really smart and I'm talking book smart uh, and what I used to do is I used to tell uh, my friends, yeah, I help you with your homework. Let's go to your house, blah, blah, let's work on the homework, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, and snack uh, and food. And, and, and I will get a snack and food and everything mm -hmm. else, right? So that that was part of uh, the plan. The hustle. I yeah, love it. that was mm -hmm. part of it. I mean, I, I, I have to find ways to be... Uh, <laughs> uh, creative and and uh, and uh, and eat. Um, and I tell my kids, my first my first company that I started was, um, and I don't, I'm not talking about business, but the first company I started, I was probably in second grade. It was an insurance company. And what it was is they will give me 10 pesos. And if anybody uh, hit that kid or got in an accident, I will give him, to, uh, uh, instead of 10, I will get double their money. But I will collect money from everywhere, right? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so was, you would have was. made bank in the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Actually, but, no, you wouldn't have. You'd but, have lost but, a lot of money. <laughs> but that taught me also how to how to fight. Um and and because if anybody uh got near any of the people that were paying me, I will I will sure. hit him back. Yeah, and I was like, this is your insurance policy, right? Nobody hits you, <laughs> give me money, I'm I'm fed. 
Anyway, this is uh, insurance policy, <laughs> right? So, oh, so it was that insurance policy. That's that's how it was. Um, yeah, yeah. And so um, that's awesome. <laughs> there was there was all these things, and I and I remember, <clears throat> and I was telling my wife, um, probably about a year ago. This I just some something just came to mind that uh, growing up, I only remember having two hawks in my life. Two two hawks. Uh, one was wow. for my dad um, when he came back. Uh, and then one for my for my grandma um, that unfortunately she was not alive long enough. I think. Um, I mean, I wish she she had, but I, I at the moment I didn't know what God what God was mm-hmm. doing in my life and mm-hmm. the reason why I was going through all of this. But yeah, there was there was. Um, I mean, part of my story is I I tried to commit suicide uh, multiple times. I cannot count it because I don't know how many times. Wow, uh, it mm-hmm. was it was the thought of ending my life was constantly there. Um, I I was surrounded uh, by drugs. Uh, thankfully, I didn't do them when I was a kid. Um, alcohol. Um, I mean, you name it. Uh, and these were ways that I could escape pretty easy to, to of my reality. But the, the, the few words that I heard from my, or that I learned from my grandma was, I want you to be, something better. I want you to do something with, with your life. So sure. those words in, in the back of my head never let me um, do anything like that. But but nevertheless, like I said, it was hard. <clears throat> it was really hard. Um, and I was constantly crying as a kid. I was constantly uh, in pain. I remember showing up to school with with holes in my shoes. And I will, people will laugh at me all the time, constantly. Uh, when I was working on the streets, um, Older kids will come and beat me up to take my money. Wow. Uh, so again, that's I had to learn how to fight. I had to learn how to how to oh, yeah. how to uh, become, uh, you know, uh, something that uh, could survive. Sure. Um, and so, 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 how long did that go on for? So you're about six till when? Until I was fifteen, when I moved here. Wow. So that the the worst part of my story was, I mean, my dad. Uh, came back into our lives. He um, got remarried. Um, unfor- I mean, at that time, I thought it was unfortunate that she married the person that she married. Mm. Um, because when she became pregnant and she had, I thought I thought she was going to have, she, I was going to have a mom. He came back, my, again, my, my dad came back from, from Guadalajara where he was, um, Took us with him again and and uh, bought a beautiful house. He was doing really great. Um, again, he married this lady and um, she was preg- She became pregnant, uh, and when she became pregnant, everything changed. I mean, there was a moment where we had peace. My brother and I had peace on on our lives, and and when she became pregnant, it was again same thing. Uh, we started from zero, and that's when I said I I felt like like for many years I. Like my dad was a coward, and I have to forgive him for for what we went through. Because uh, when my my um, my younger brother was was born, um, my stepbrother that's how my my stepmother used to used to say he's like she was like no he's not your brother he he is your stepbrother. Wow. So yeah. she will she will emphasize that constantly and say no he's not your brother he's your stepbrother anyway. So he started growing up and he started um, uh, getting all this nice clothes, nice shoes, being in a private school. And again, and where, when uh, my brother and I were in a public school and, and that, that was fine, but uh, 
um, what it was very scaring for for me was seeing my brother or stepbrother. Um, he was again he was on a on a on a private school, and we were not allowed to go into the house. Um, I remember, um, and I tell my kids it was really hard seeing my dad sitting at the table, um, beautiful table, nice house. Beautiful garden. We were living on the on the bungalows on the back of the house. That those in in those type of houses, you have bungalows which are designed for people that take care of the house, right? So there was no bathroom, no electricity, no nothing. So we were on the on the on the on the back of the house. And I remember going into the main house, standing on the on the uh, on the door that faced the kitchen and and the dining room, and uh, asked for permission to go into the house because I had to ask for permission to go into the house. And I saw them again sitting on the table, getting ready to eat, and 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 I was told, "Can't come in, can't eat. We'll take you something later." And and that was constant. I mean, they will not. This lady will not let us eat at her house. They she will never make any food for us. She will never. So again, we went we went out to start wow. looking for food, looking for way to survive. Again, it, it, that was more than anything before then. It was. Um, I tell my 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 wife because um, um, I, I I was I was or I am blessed that I'm married to who I'm I'm, I'm married because she's an amazing woman. But I mm -hmm. there was a lot of uh, uh, hurt that I have to get out of my my life, and and I have to forgive. And I, I understood that I have the worst uh, feeling that I had against my dad was not that he left us when he left us when he broke up, but it was the fact that he left us when he was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was there, yeah. but he was not there for us. Yeah, so, I mean, clearly he's your brother. Let's just yeah. get oh, that absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you have any contact with him? I do, I yeah. do. Yeah, here and there we, we still talk. Yeah. And, uh, is he, he's in Mexico. He's so, in Mexico. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's crazy. So why why do you think your dad did that? Um, a couple things, uh, I think. The first one, I think he didn't want to lose... Um, his relationship. Sure. He didn't want to hurt his, uh, or my younger brother, um, that I know. And, and number two, I don't think he knew how to be a father. I don't, I don't think how he knew how to manage the situation. And, and I have talked about this with my, my, my wife several times when I see, um, couples that get together and they're like, well, don't talk to my daughter. Don't talk to my son. He's my son. Well, the, the, the truth is, if you come into a relationship, right, you get together with somebody in your life and that somebody else has already a kid, that kid becomes part of your life, whether yeah. you like it or mm -hmm. not, 100%. whether she likes right. it or not. And when you hear people saying, well, don't say anything, that's my son, that's my, that's my parent, that's my, that's my son, that's my daughter, that means trouble for that couple because oh, they're going to end up yeah. having yeah. a lot of yeah. issues. Right. If you really love the person that, if you really love the person you're getting, uh, you're getting involved with, and if you really love your kid, you let that other person be the, a parent to that to your kid. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Because it's 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 how you build a strong uh, relationship foundation, not only for yourself, uh, for your spouse, but for your kids as yeah. well. Well, because clearly you're letting your issues getting get in the way of having a complete family. Correct. You know, and or what are all the things like you just said? Yeah, that's good. Okay, so you're in here. You're in a slightly better situation because you have a place to sleep, I guess. <laughs> uh, so what are you doing from here? So you're still trying to hustle. You're trying to get food, trying to do all the things. How, and you're, what, 14? I'm at, at the time, I've, I was around 11. 11, okay. Yeah, 11, 12. 
And at that time, my uh, my brother couldn't couldn't keep up with this anymore. He he got tired of it. Um, he uh, got on got a hold of my mom, and and he moved out. He came to the states, and I was left alone in Mexico. And mm. and and that was very devastating for me because um, when I was um, in the streets, um, I will with the both of us will work, and if I didn't make any money that day. He probably did, and and vice versa. So we we uh, we share everything. Uh, when he left, I was alone, and so um, that's when um, it really, really, um, it, it life became really difficult. Um, again, not having anybody to rely on, um, knowing that you have a parent, uh, you have a father there, and and can't talk to him. That's when I started getting very weak, mm. uh, and and I was weak not only emotionally but my my body as well. I was when I came to the state where mm. I was pure bones, nothing yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I have a picture when I came. I actually got out of uh, uh, the airplane, uh, and I am skinny as as mm-hmm. just bones. Yeah. yeah, and you're what fifteen? Yeah. I was fifteen years of age, yeah. but yeah. Um, but so that time I started selling everything that I had. I mean, in that time where I was living with, with my dad before he got married, I, I got presents, blah, blah, a few things here and there. Uh, but I started selling everything. My brother wasn't there anymore. Um, um, I remember one time I was actually working, um, and it was really, really late. And these guys told me, well, let's, let's go and let's go. Um, and you can stay at our house, blah, blah. Um, so I went and, um, this is God because I was safe of even getting raped that day as a kid. Uh, it was, it was that type of things that I was, I was dealing with constantly where again, I was, I was, I was scarred, um, because I see, I saw this, uh, uh, the figure, the, the father figure, and he was just standing on the sidelines, Right. And, and, uh, um, again, my, my, my communication with God was, um, uh, why am I here? Um, are you not done laughing at me? Are you not? Uh, and it was, it was, they were just, um, hurtful conversations. Um, and, and normally that follow me trying to kill myself, either throwing myself in front of a bus, a car, um, I tried to stop myself several times. Um, and so, so it was just difficult. And, and then, um, about a year and a half later, two years later, after my brother left, um, I find a way to, to communicate with him. And that's when he told me, do you want to come to the States? Um, you're like, yes, yeah, like, why did you take me with you? <laughs> what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. only took you two years. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, so um, yeah, I was, I was, um, I had just turned 15 and, and that's when he called me. And so again, I, I had no option. And uh, I, uh, I remember the, the day before I came to the States, I went to, to school and I was talking to a friend and actually I, I found this friend not too long ago and, 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 and we were talking and she's like, I remember that they the last day you went to school, she's like, you, you were at the school. We, we got out of school. We went to her house, a, a group of friends and everybody left. And I was the, the last one there. And I said, I, I, I need to leave. And I said, I'm, I'm, I 
started telling her my story and she went home. She went back into her house. She got a, a sandwich, gave it to me. And I was so thankful I got some food that that day I started crying. I remember that I started crying with her. And I said, I'm gonna be somebody else. I cannot, I cannot leave here. I'm gonna die if I stay here. Um and so so yeah, next day I got a uh, uh, my brother um got me some some money. Like I said, with everything that I sold, like I I I financed my my trip from the city where I was, which was about forty-five um minutes to an hour to Mexico to the airport in Mexico City, and then got a flight and, and into into Tijuana and, and the rest is history. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Okay. So, so then you're you're going through school and all that good stuff. How how do you not just end up a train wreck? Like obviously you're and not because that you clearly have you've learned some skills. Right. Not because of that aspect, but just right. because of all the damage that's been done to you, all the things that you've been to, all the people that have hurt you. Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you even remotely start to get your life on track? Um, the, it, it was, um, it was hard. Um, I, I'm not gonna sugarcoat or anything. Right. I mean, when I came to this, this, I was a mess. Um, I was very defensive because that's what I learned, right? I, I I couldn't think, I couldn't believe nobody could love you. So it was more, I was always in defensive mode. I was always looking to see who was going to attack me next. So, so, um, but at the same time, um, like I said, I have those words that my grandma used to tell me is, is if you're going to be, um, the person that cleans the streets, be the best person cleaning the streets. You're going to be an attorney, be the best attorney. Whoever you are, become the best at whatever you do. Yeah. And so, yeah, there was so much hate. There, there was this um, necessity in my life to, to, um, I should say, um, get ahead in life. Um, I wanted something better in my life. I was tired. I, I, I needed to prove people that I was worth it. Um, and I think that's that's one of the things that that um, kept me from being just rushing my life. I, I I had that necessity to say I am worth loving, right? Because um, that was the one of the biggest thing in my life is I I never felt loved, um, and and God had to come and do a lot of things in my life because there was so much hurt. But that was the main thing with me is. I have to do something for you for you to love me. I didn't believe that there was unconditional love. I didn't think somebody could love me just because I existed. And and I think that's one of the things that, uh, um, in a way, now I'm thankful that I went through that. But it was just that. I, I wanted to be loved. I, I had that necessity just as a, as an, any other human. I want to be loved. And and if if the only way that I know for you to love me is let me prove you that I'm, I'm better than what you see. I, I want to be better, right? And so I think that's that's solid. But that was that was it. Wow. At the time, yeah, yeah. That's what drove you. Yeah, yeah. So, so fast forward. When so you go through school, and then do you go to college? I didn't went to college. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you go to school at? Um, 
uh, different places. So depending on the time, but yeah, different <laughs> places. And again, all, all goes back to um, the acceptance uh, part of what I went in my life. But I I, um, I finished high school in middle school in high school um, in uh, Smithfield. I went to Skyview, and then I first year of college I did political science and ask me why <laughs> <laughs> I did political science at Utah State and then um, at that time I started I was I started going to a church and I met this girl that uh, lived and I think still lives here in, in Salt Lake and so I was going back and forth at least two three times and then I was like no I'm just gonna move to Salt Lake I don't like yeah. Cache County uh, I was a young person I was looking for opportunities I was like no this is not for me so I came I came to Salt Lake it started um Going to Salt Lake Community College, um, University of Utah. Um, I mean, I went probably to five different universities. <laughs> so, but yeah. What, what kind of degree did you end up with? Uh, business management, business. international business management, and I did an emphasis on accounting as well. Okay. So, when did you meet your wife? I met I, I met my wife um, after. The last time I in the last time in my life that I felt sorry for me, the last time <laughs> in my life, and and this is true, but um, and and let me tell you why I say that is is I I now understand that before you can love somebody, that before somebody can love you, you need to love yourself first. Sure. And I couldn't do that. I used to think there was something wrong with me. I, I I used to think that nobody could love me. I, I, I used to think again that I have to earn somebody's love, but I was not in love with me. Absolutely. I mean, the last people in this world that I like was myself. Sure. Um, and before I met her, I ended up in the hospital in Bonnyfall because I I overdosed with pills because again I wanted to end up my life. Wow. Um, even in college. Even in, even in college. Um. Again, there there was so much rejection well, that I sure. had in my life, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this happened right after I I broke up with with my my girlfriend. I was like, it was the first time I I when I came to the states, I I uh, I became a Christian, but I have a lot of issues that I was still struggling with, and and one of the things that I when I became a Christian, I I didn't want a wife. I I was prayed to God. I was like, God, I don't want a girlfriend. I want a wife. Mm. Um, but I was wanted at a young uh, age, I wanted a, a a wife because I wanted a a, a family because I again I it, it was a matter of acceptance. It was a matter of I want to feel that I'm loved, yeah. right? So when when I go through this breakup, it was not a bad breakup. It was just a breakup. Uh, but to me, was well, it felt like the end of the world. You and it, it, yeah. it, all these things just trigger again, and, and it was like I'm not loved. I'm not wanted. Um, and, and so. I ended up, I remember waking up and I was in, in, in this hospital. I didn't know um, what was going on, but I remember opening my eyes, slightly opening my eyes, and I see a, a nurse and noticed that I was waking up and she went and put something on, on my IV and went down to sleep again, mm -hmm. right? So they will, they were keeping me under because I was a threat to myself. Um, so um, sometime later, I wake up again and I'm in, in this room and, and it was dark and and... And I just sat on that room and, and I, that's when I felt like God told me, you have two choices in this life. You're either cried about everything that has happened in your life. You cried about everything that you went through or you cleaned the, the tears from your eyes 
and you do something about what you want in your life. And at that moment, um, wow. during that time, a, a book came to my life. I mean, somebody gave me a book. I don't remember how I ended up with that book, I, to be honest with you, but I got a book. Uh, and that book started with with a little story of a farmer who found an egg. Um, and, and he took that egg and put it with uh, the chickens to be nested. And then that um, that egg hatched, right? And and there was this bird and and... And it was growing with the chickens and in the farm and, and learn how to dig for worms, right? Keeping her head uh, down constantly. And then one day that, that bird looks up and sees, and sees an eagle and the other uh, chicken next to um, this bird says, well, that's an eagle. You'll never be like that. Um, don't even think about it. Keep digging for worms. And the, the story was that that egg was actually a, um, an actual eagle. That that egg that the farmer found was an eagle, and and, and that eagle was designed um, to be an eagle to fly, to yeah. soar in the sky. But because of the people that he was around, that the bird was around, um, everybody told them, "Yeah, you're nothing more than a chicken." So that's when I realized I've been living my life as a chicken, hmm. when that was not who I was created to be. Wow! And so that that hit me so hard that that's what I understood. Um, I need to love me. I need to. I need to change something about my life. I need to love me. I need to. I need to. Uh, I need to accept that I screwed up a lot in my life. I need to accept that what happened happened, um, and that I need to start forgiving. So I started. There was a journey where I started to forgive people, and and I, there was a time where I realized who I was, and I was like, no, I'm not this garbage that needs to be accepted. I'm a son of God. I am. And so I, I became, uh, when I met my wife, she told me, you, when I met you, you were like a, a motivational book because you were always quoting things and saying, yes, it can be done. Yes, we can do it. Yes, blah, 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 blah. It's like, that was one of the things that, that amazed me about you when I met you. I was like, yeah, but if you had met me a few months later, that wasn't me before because there was so much fame. But it was, it was God to have to take me to my lowest um, and I had to be there. And now if you ask me today, if I had changed anything today in my life, even though I went through so much pain, I wouldn't change anything. Sure. Um, because that led me to to have and understand um, who I needed to be, not only for me, but for my kids as well. Wow. So, wow. That's great. So you jump in anytime you're ready. Uh, so what, you said something interesting. You said, God, I don't want a girlfriend. I want a wife. So right. why, going through the things that you had gone through, why did you even want to get married? Why did you even want a family? Yeah, well, well, um, I know that most people that go through something similar to me hate women, hate, um, right? That yeah. They go through one relationship to another, but uh, that was me before I met God. When I, when I was 15, when I first came to the States, I, I, um, because I love my brother, I went to church. I didn't want to do anything with church. I was done with the whole God subject. I didn't want, again, I, I, I thought nobody loved me. God was the last person to like me because why will God allow me to go through all of this? He, he loved me, right. right? Why will God? So God was not in my, in my picture, but when I went, when I gave God a chance to be part of my life, um, 
Well, that's how I'm putting it right now, right? But that's, I know that that's not sure. really what happened. But in my mind, I was letting God a chance. I was like, okay, I'm going to give you. Let's, I told my brother, let's go to church. That's fine. And then that's when I found, um, that's when I went to church for the first time. And then I became a Christian. Uh, and when I became a Christian, um, again, there was a lot of things that were not healing me. But um, I told God, I, again, I went through hell. Show me your love. And I thought he needed to show his love to me through a wife, oh. um, not through a girlfriend. So every time I used to pray, I used to pray for uh, a wife. And that's something that I that when I when we got married, Adrian and I, uh, anytime we find out that um, she was pregnant, before we knew what we're having, I mean, we have three amazing ones, but before we knew, uh, we will always pray for the spouse to our kid. I mean, and then oh. when we find out the sex of, of our, our boys, uh, every time we knew it was a boy, we always started started praying for their future wives and started praying that they will have a good um, life growing up. They will be good girls, good um, uh, growing up in, in, in safe families, in, in good families as well. So, so that's why I wanted, uh, it was my relationship with God. It was not me. Like I said, before then it was, I don't care if I hurt you, um, yeah. grow up is yeah. part of life, right? It's, wow. it's just what it is. Huh. So. so going, so meeting Adria, going, okay. So going through this traumatic experience, right? Being on death's bed, mm -hmm. realizing that, you know, uh, I'm no longer going to be a chicken, all these things, mm -hmm. right? Which I, that is such a fantastic analogy. Uh, what was your, so you meet, you get married. What was the beginning years of your marriage like? Because um, you got pregnant fairly quickly. Yeah. 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 Uh, we did. So um, before, before we got married, um, Adrian and I have so much opposition <laughs> to us getting married to the point where um, I ask Adria, do you want to get married with me? And and you want to marry me? And she's like, yep. And so we went and, and got married during our lunch break <laughs> <laughs> because her mom didn't want, she didn't want her, she didn't want her to marry me. Uh, she thought I was, I was, um, I was a nobody that I will never be anybody. Wow. And, and she was, uh, people will tell her, if you marry this guy, you're going to end up supporting him all the, all, all his life. Right. And I told him, my wife, now, when are you going to start supporting him? Cause I'm getting tired. It was, <laughs> and they say, I don't, I don't give you guys more than two years. Right. You guys won't be married wow. more than two years. So I'm, I, I, again, I, I, now I, I just talked to my wife and I kid with her and I'm like, when are you going to start really working? Cause I'm getting tired and I only supposed to be working for two years. That was the deal. <laughs> so, so when are you going to start picking up? That's like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Adria comes also from a broken family. Hmm. So one of the things that we that we talk about um, on the early days, not even months or years, early days of our relationship when we first got married was we're not going to get married to to get divorced. Uh, we're not going to get married um, to be another stand. Yeah, right. Yeah. And 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 um, and I thank God today that I married the woman that I that I got married because um, during. 2009 or so, I lost everything that I had. The only thing that I was left with was with my wife and my kids. Any other, I mean, I went, I went so high in the financial world 
and then I I lost everything. And most uh, women, when a man cannot provide, mm. they will just go away. Yeah. That's not, but that's not the type of wife that I have. That's not the type of relationship mm. that I'm thankful that I that I had with my wife, and and that has led to have the type of kids that we have. Mm. Right, it's 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 not just me. It's it's just the person that I have next to me working 100%. with me. It's yeah. it's amazing. She's an amazing woman. So, okay, so let's dive into the kid portion a little bit because I think everything yes. that you've talked about is actually very important for laying a bit of foundation going into this. So when we spoke to Elijah, he obviously gave so much credit to you and your wife, mm-hmm. um, and just the things that you did. Going so when he first like came into the world. What did you, did you make like any decision like I'm going to do, or did you two make any decisions where like, we're going to do this or, you know, or was it, or, or did you have some of like, I saw what it was like to be truly uh, in poverty, those things. I don't want those things for my kids. Like what was the mentality going into kind of that first kid, being a dad, being a parent? Well, a couple things. The first one was, when I get married, and 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 if, if somebody's listening and he's not married, I want I want them to understand this. When you find somebody in your life, when you're looking for somebody to to uh, to be married, right for forever, yeah, for as long as you're in this world, marry somebody that when you two come together, hell will shake wow. because you two are powerful. And um, so, and so that's, that's the first thing that, that, um, that, that might be the episode title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. But yeah, so, and so that was the first thing that, um, um, one of the first things that Adrian and I, um, wanted in our marriage is it's, if we're going to get married, I'm going to marry a, a powerhouse. I'm going to marry mm. somebody that, um, when again, the both of us come together, hell will shake because we're, we're, we're taking a step together. And so what we said is, is um, we want our marriage to be an example to others. We want our marriage to be an example to others. We want our kids to be an example to others as well. Yes, the part of um, I don't want my kids to go through what I went through sure. was there. However, uh, I I don't want my kids to go what I went through, but I want my kids to go through something in life because I need them to grow. It's not about sheltering your kids. From the world, you understood that part. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you need to expose them, but but you need to manage how they're exposed to the world, um, because they need to know when somebody's coming to to attack them, to take something away from them. And I'm not talking about something financially, sure. but stealing their peace, stealing yes, yeah, emotionally. You you need to know when there's that girl coming to your kid and saying, "I'm gonna rob you from who you are." Right, mm, I'm gonna wow. sleep with you. I'm gonna mm. rub you. The, the, I'm gonna rub the 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 essence of who you are. Samson. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You need to mm-hmm. you need to have that. You need to expose your kids. I I really love the story of David, and so I was talking the other day with with my wife about the story of David, and and we were saying, um, what happened with David? David have he had a really rough life, right? If you see, if we read the Bible, I mean, we see that David was the one brother, the little brother that uh, was forgotten in the mountains, yeah. right? He had, and I, 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 I was telling her, I was like, he got a very similar story to, to, to us, to me. And I said, he was the forgotten kid, right? He was there. He comes, he has um, several wives, he has several kids, but the story with his first kid, his first son, 
he didn't know how to manage that relationship with that son because the way I see it is he had so little in his life that he wanted to shelter his kids that he couldn't correct his kid. Mm-hmm. If you see that he never, he, yep. he always had issues with his kids, but you never read. And so David did this as a, uh, as a teaching to his son. He removed him from the kingdom mm. as a teaching to his son. He, you never read anything. You always read how he sheltered his kids. Yeah, And so sometimes what you have, when you have a background like I have, you want to shelter your kids because you're like, I don't want them to go through what I went sure, through. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? You hung them and you're like, okay, I need to protect you. And that's the worst thing you can do for your kids. Regardless of what you have gone through, either you have gone through nothing in your life. Wow. Don't ever. That's the problem that we have, I think, nowadays with things like, for example, uh, in sports, I hear that. Well, everybody's a winner. No, everybody's not a winner. You have people that win and people that lose. <laughs> clearly. Yes. Clearly. Clearly. Like if, that's if, life. Somebody lo- yeah. if somebody yeah. loses, then you teach your kid. You know what? Well, so be it. Learn. Get better. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to lose. Right? Right, I yeah. mean, I, I, <laughs> I was thinking this the other day and I was like, I'm scared to see the United States right now. Total war. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to get owned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because... We used to have a mentality of let's fight, let's let's get this. We we are good enough. We we can get this done. We can be number one. To now, I cannot see us going to war and telling China, okay, okay, let's stop. We're all winners. We're all winners. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen like <laughs> yeah. that. I'm sorry, yeah, no, and that's no. what we yeah. have become a, a, a society, yeah. a weak society, mm. because the way the way we think, we're not taught how to stand up for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? I I tell I tell my kids when they were. Um, younger, um, there was a kid bullying my second oldest Jitsak. Um, you guys know Jitsak. I mean, he's a built kid. He's a yeah. beast. Yeah, yeah. and and, yeah. and he's uh, a big boy now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, one day he shows up and he's like, "Dad, I'm getting bullied at school." I told my kid, "I don't believe in in fighting, right?" But I said, "If somebody comes to you and starts bullying you, you tell them stop." Second time, you tell them stop. Third time. You better defend yourself or you and I are going to have issues. <laughs> yes. You need to stand up <laughs> wow. for yourself. Yeah. You wow. need to learn how to stand up for mm-hmm. yourself. Wow. Right? It's, 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 uh, it's, uh, it. yeah, it, it's, it's, what you happened? can, uh, oh, he did. <laughs> he just said, he leave me alone kind of uh, thing? No, he, well, he told the kid, leave me alone, leave me alone. He wouldn't leave me alone. I don't teach my, my kids to fight. Sure. But he plays football, you guys know oh, that. Yeah. So what he what did he do? Well, he tackled, tackled. a poor kid. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> tackled a poor kid, he he learned his lesson. He never sure. messed around with my kid anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But yeah. but well, what's interesting is it, it's funny because we're actually almost done with this episode, believe it oh. or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I want to land on this point, uh, and then we'll 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 go on to the next episode. But uh it's funny you say that. You you talked. You just talked about you know there are winners, there's losers. You have to stand up for yourself because it may on. I feel like on the outside it may look different, mm-hmm. but on the inside it's the same. Meaning, you know, like when you were younger, when you're going through all these things you're going through, on the outside it was different, but in the inside the struggle and the battle was the same as when you were being picked on. And you were, people are taking advantage of you when you were in that situation, is basically the same thing as Itzhak's mm-hmm. situation. The outside is the same. They're in high school, like the type of thing. But what's happening internally, I feel like is the same. Someone is trying to take advantage of you, whether you're on the streets fighting for food, whether you're in 
the pecking order in high school, whatever the situation <laughs> is, right? And it's interesting you say that because that is reality. Yeah. What mm -hmm. there are, we're all broken people. And sometimes people in their brokenness will do things like that, especially in high school, unfortunately. Right. Even in the real world, you have people that will try to, you know, take advantage of someone else, will try to bully someone else, whatever. And we have uh, come to this thing where it's like, oh, we don't need to do anything. Even as Christians, we have become like, well, Jesus just loved everybody. Mm. He, yes, he did. Mm -hmm. But Jesus was not pushed around mm -hmm. by anybody. Correct. Exactly. So it's too much to the point where they crucified him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting thing that you say that. And I think sometimes people, and I wanted to camp on that for a minute because I think that people get all, ugh, they get all weird. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, no, in reality, if you mm -hmm. think about it, it is the same thing. Right. Uh, it's funny because I was in a similar work situation where uh, I was having an interaction with somebody and it was a very heated exchange. And... They were very upset and everything like that. Um, and it was a coworker. And normally, I would just let this person, like, explode. But in that moment, I'm like, if I continue to let this person explode on me or have their way in this conversation, it will always continue. Mm -hmm. And, like, something just snapped in me. Because so much in my life has been that way where people have taken advantage of me at different times. You know, I remember different times I was bullied in school and I didn't have that conversation where it's like, if you don't do something now, I mean, maybe you didn't say this exact thing, but like, this will always mm -hmm. go with you. And I think what's interesting is like, if you hadn't had, this is my summary of your life so far. <laughs> if you hadn't had made that decision when you were in that hospital bed, you would have continued to been a slave to your circumstance. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if anybody would have been looking on the outside, like, oh, that's totally justified. Mm -hmm. right. Eric has every right to feel and do and be that way because he's had all these things happen. And it's interesting because we are currently, I mean, we're coming out a little more, but it's still happening. Like racism, this, that, and the other, feminism, like all these things mm -hmm. to the point where I'm all these things. So mm -hmm. therefore I can't do X. Mm -hmm. And you Absolutely. are, you fly in the face of that where, I mean, you both do. Like you're both immigrants to this country, all these things. It's like so many people said, oh, because you're this, you're never going to be this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just, so many times I've seen that wrong over it, and over it, and yeah, over it, again. Great. I mean, that you touch on an amazing point right there, uh, John. Um, to me, there's no greater chain that you can put or mm -hmm. chains that you can put on a person, the ones that, that you put on their brains, on their, on their thoughts. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. Well. Um, Coming to the States, I, I was, um, when I was in Mexico, I used to play soccer competitively. And when I tried to to actually join the the, the high school team, and the first thing the coach asked is, do you have documents? He didn't ask, how good are you? So at that point, I, something, something grew in me saying, uh, well, there's that white evil man, right? Mm -hmm. And so anything that is uh, a white, it's, it's an evil, mm -hmm. it's an evil thing. So you're Mexican, you're you're this and that. It had to. I have to go through an understanding of that's that's crap, that's trash, because that's just a change that you're putting in your life. And now yeah. when when I and this is me being a, again an immigrant, can't hear my accent. <laughs> when I became part of <laughs> uh, Awaken uh, at that time, City Church, and everybody there was mostly there was was white people. It took me a minute 
Mm, but then to yeah. realize, oh, they're not my enemies. They're 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 actually cool people. Mm-hmm. These wow. guys, these guys, I can actually have a conversation. So and then you start, as you say, you start taking away that mentality that uh, oh, because I am an immigrant, I'm I'm less than. Oh, because I am a woman, I am less than. Oh, because I am this, I am less than. Because I have this disability, because I have that. Um, Jits, speaking of Jits, like uh, again. Uh, he plays for Corner Canyon. One of the, he's the they are the best uh, football school in the state, and and he was getting less reps and less reps uh, playtime. And one day he shows up to not too long ago he shows um, uh, at the beginning of the season he shows up to to to, to our house and he's like he's a sophomore he's a junior junior okay he's like mm-hmm. I'm not getting enough reps I'm getting somebody else stepping over uh, in my place um, I got really mad. And I said, uh, he's like, I think I, I want to quit. I'm like, what? He's like, uh, yeah, I'm not getting enough reps. I'm like, no. I'm like, you need to go down to the basement. We have a, a small gym in the house. In the house, I'm like, and you need to start lifting. If you don't do, if you keep doing the same things that everybody does, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, you're gonna keep getting the same results as everybody else. You need to do something that sets you apart from everybody else if you want something better mm-hmm. in life. If not, don't come, don't come to me. Uh, just complaining that you get no options. If you are doing what everybody else is doing, you're gonna get the same results. So somebody else that is uh, uh, that is um, better uh, at something because uh, physically they are taller, they're stronger. The only way to beat those people is if you do something about it, and mm-hmm. you have to put the time. So go down and actually start uh, lifting, and until your arms are hurting, that you feel like they're gonna just just tear apart <laughs> then that's when you gotta stop and so he did he started working out blah blah and so he's getting more reps but he started doing something about mm. that the things that he was facing mm-hmm. right he was not a victim I, I i we gotta teach our kids not to be a victim of something you want something in life something about it again mm-hmm. uh, uh i'm an immigrant i have an accent uh and i have a management position i have a really good position where i work and I don't see what I have as a disability. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't understand why you would use who you are as an excuse to not do something. That should be the excuse why you do something, mm-hmm. why you become Come different. On. Yeah, right. It, 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 wow. And I I hate the new wave of poor me. I'm black. Poor me. I'm brown. Poor me. I'm purple. Poor me. I'm <laughs> sure. a woman. I'm mm-hmm. that's such a so much crap in, involves into you that. Just it's just it. horrible. Yes. Yeah. Don't worry it's about horrible. censoring anything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 I think it's just, I hope, I hope we're not getting into political, but that's just a political way to put people under. To limit people. Yeah. Absolutely. Under yeah. A, 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 a brainwash and, and, and again, the worst change that you can have in your life are, are the change in your brain. And I know this because I live under change. I was, I was a prison. I was a slave of my thoughts for many years and, and it was mm-hmm. not until I realized that's, that's, that's crap. Wow. That's just limiting myself. Okay. That was episode 58. <laughs> I hope you were paying attention. Oh gosh. Because episode 59 <laughs> is going to be nuts. We're going to come in super hot. <laughs> no pulled punches, no warm up. Eric is fired up. We're fired up. We're ready to go. Uh, if just, you have to tune in next week, go back and listen to episode 31, 32, Go back and listen to this episode again. Go back, go back and listen to everything that Eric went through yeah. because it is such a powerful foundation and there's so much more um, that he's going to, I'm sure he's got to say and speak to about men and raising boys in episode 59. So make sure you tune in next week. We out! <laughs>